Hi there, my name is John Falola, and um, thank you so much for joining me on today's episode titled The Fourth Industrial Revolution. It's otherwise known as Industry 4.0. I'd like to take you through a few stories. Um, I don't know if you've seen this um, series about the men that built America. And it was a, a, a series of stories of different men across different industries that influenced the political history of of, uh, of America today. And these men were from John D. Rockefeller, the men like um, uh, Charles Schwab, men like uh, J.P. Morgan, men like uh, Vanderbilt, uh, Henry Ford. Andrew Carnegie and the likes. These were men that were captains of industry that with business were able to shape the future of America in as much as they were also able to interact interact with the power structures to create a much more developed America. But that's not really my concern today. My concern is about the fact that, you know, to be candid, we have not unnessed the best of the fourth industrial revolution. You know, we are still facing the, in the same challenges of the, probably the first, the industry 1.0 or in industry 1.0 or 2.0. Because um, we don't have the best of rails, we don't have the best of um, um, transportation mediums, we don't have the best of... Um, infrastructure to even move that dimension of revolution in terms of commerce or how we do business or the speed of execution for businesses to thrive and grow into all they could ever be and it's quite important that we never differentiate business on governance it's quite important that we never differentiate industrial revolution from governance because for there to be really real revolution across across governance we must talk about industrial revolution because the truth is at the crux of what causes revolution is the fact that if governance is, a, is becoming a limiting factor to people's generation of wealth or legitimate earnings if government has become a witch hunting um, weapon, that's what usually triggers a series of revolution. And it's quite important for us to know that a lot of people who are billionaires, a lot of people who are successful businesses, uh, businessmen, a lot of people who are um, who are even into day-to-day businesses. Successful guys in Balogun Street, in that's by the way, that's in, that's in Lagos, Nigeria, um, in Aba, uh, that's in the eastern part of Nigeria, in Kano, the northern part of Nigeria. You know, um, the guys in um, across the commerce hubs of Nigeria, or probably across the commerce hub of Africa. You would realize something that these guys have felt the impact of the, of the last few years on commerce, on ease of doing business, on 
the capacity to do things at the pace at which they are doing. That tells you and I that even if you are succeeding today, you could have gotten much more results if we had a free-flowing you know, economy around uh, the infrastructure needed to birth your dreams, needed to execute faster. And it's okay to admit that we are not at the same pace with developed countries. It's okay to admit that we are a third world nation. And it's okay to know that we are a developing nation, striving to become a developed nation. But the honest truth there, what's not okay is for us to fold our hands and say that someone come and build our land for us. For us to fold our hands and uh, our hands and say that things will not um, we take shape by itself with time. You know, it's an irony of life. We need to take, you know, the same way Nigerians went about with um, the First Republic, went about, you know, we've been through Fourth Republic. So we should understand what it means to have the Fourth Industrial Revolution. That means that if we could have experienced upgrades in governance four times, if we could have experienced upgrade in governance, can we say the same for businesses? Can we say the same for our manufacturing, um, um, for our manufacturers? Can we say the same for those who are into huge, huge um, investments in terms of industrial hubs, in terms of, um, you know, um, conducive environment for the average Nigerian to be able to tap into the global access of doing business. I'm very grateful and it's very good to our years that the AFCT8 is being enacted. It's, um, it's more like going live soon and some people are already working on that or they were already working on that before it was approved or probably it was thought out about some people already doing pan-African businesses. It's quite fine. But what that does is to give everybody leverage. To give everybody leverage to be able to, you know, do your commerce across Africa. You can even sell to the world easily. Once you can sell, you can master the art of selling things across Africa. You can sell, you can become a global uh, business entity. You can solve challenges simply by... The fact that the governance models or probably governance systems in place have given everyone access to revolutionize their individual businesses to the best practices, best global practices. So it's quite important that we know that aside from the innovative or um, the innovative technologies surrounding the idea of the fourth industrial revolution, the AI, artificial intelligence, robotics, um, internet of things, 3D printing, autonomous vehicles, uh, nanotechnology, biotechnology, and um, just name a few. For all should know that each of those things is changing the way the future would unfold. It's changing the fact that what we would see in the future is probably a more digitalized world.
where everything will be in sync where man can do things with much much ease for me basically the idea of fourth industrial revolution is to make life easier and it's quite understandable if people will have their restraints or probably doubts or probably have their concerns about people about jobs about the fact that people, a lot of things will be you know automated but in as you know in every window of opportunity or challenges it lies equal dimension of opportunities the issue is that in this uh case now different kind of jobs that were available in the past will be come evident we are seeing it play out even in nigeria we are seeing it play out even in africa today we are seeing our musicians creating their own gig economy we're seeing people, uh, individuals across different sectors that were not recognized as legitimate earning sectors becoming financially free. And this, what do I mean by this? We're seeing people in the entertainment sector, comedians, building structure, building a gig, a gig economy around what they do. We're seeing solid infrastructures around how people stream their music, how people stream their movies, the, with, the, with the involvement of Netflix, Iroko TV, and the likes. And the truth is this, what technology does to our, our way of life, or probably our culture, is simple. What it does is to change the way things have been done to that moment. You know, just like humanity has been upgrading improving from time to time there would always be that yearning a man to be a co-creator with god to keep improving or to keep adding more layers to how we do things there will always be that you know um that desire that commitment to keep improving on how technology affects our lives we've all heard about we've all you've you heard about the climate change and the fact that we need to start thinking green. We need to start thinking, you know, um, conserving our environment in as much as we want to make advancements. You know, the gas flares, what what they do to the ozone layer, you know, the, chim- the industrial chimneys, what they do to the o- ozone layer. All those things is quite important in this dispensation. I don't even need to explain to you what climate change is. You can realize that the weather or the seasons have changed in terms of weather climate in in Africa, across the world. You know, the timetable is no longer normal. And this has, and I think this has been because of the ozone layer depletion, this has been because of the toxic things that human beings have been, you know, throwing into nature and causing lack of balance. And we, know, we all know that sustainability is about people, planet, profit. People, planet, profit. If you have, if you sustain your planet, you can sustain its people. If you sustain your people, you can have sustainable profit. I will take that again. If you sustain your planet, you can have sustainable people. That means people can live long, people can have healthy living, people can enjoy the realities of living on earth. And if you can 
sustain that you can it equally improve the kind of profit the kind of output people get in terms of work because you know this advent of work life balance that we're hearing around you know is what we've seen in the last one year everybody was hit by the storm covid19 and the truth is this one of the dividends of covid19 is the fact that we realized that a lot of things we claimed that we couldn't do from the confines of our homes became possible because of the pandemic and we used to tell ourselves a lie that you know the industrious is one who goes around or who does more movement or who covers more geographical space per time whereas with technology you can be in nigeria and connect to the world you can be in nigeria and have a meeting with the white house you can be in nigeria and have a meeting with the au the un you can be in nigeria and have a conservative discussion around sustainable de- development goals what am i trying to say with the advent of technology you don't have to run around to get things done technology is a tool that facilitates excellence is a tool that gives human beings capacity to Im- to improve our re- return on 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 time to re- improve our in- return on time that means that if we were to do something over four years over 40 years it can be done in four years and we are seeing it happen in nigeria or in africa where we are seeing a unicorn become a unicorn in five years what will have taken 50 years 40 years 30 years happening less than what we thought was possible we are seeing the rise of enterprises and captain of industries simply because of technology so it is quite important that for a nation to say that they want to have conversation in the fourth world dimension we need to think win-win in terms of adapting technology to our own benefit we need to even start developing our own homegrown technologies things that can be created locally ourselves in the field of software there's no king across the world it's all about how much time you put in in the space of software if you pay the dues you would also contribute to development and trust me software is about the mind it's about the solid it's about the mind the capacity of the mind to birth innovative concepts out of nothing software program rather and it's quite important for us to understand that we're in that dispensation where things will happen faster than we expect things will happen much more easier than we expect and it's important for us to understand that with the advent of the fourth industrial revolution yes there are fears that people will lose the conventional kind of jobs just as the jobs that were around in 1960s are not the same jobs that were around today that are around t- today there's been there's been an involvement ev- there's been even in the sectors that were existing then there's been an upgrade even in how they do things which is what humanity is all about there will always be that improvement so before i close on today's topic 
I would like you to have this at the back of your mind. The whole essence of industrial revolution or revolution in governance is to ensure that the planet, the people, and profit is sustainable. Any other thing outside of that is just chaos. It's just trouble. It's just, you know, anarchy. Anything that doesn't give us these three things, that doesn't give us sustainability in our geographical space, that doesn't give us sustainability in amongst our citizens, that doesn't give us profit, that doesn't give us collective, uh, collective growth or and collective prosperity, it amongst the citizens or the people of that geographic space. Trust me, it affects the sustainability of that space. The truth about it is, one of the reasons why we're having challenges is that we're having new realities across Nigeria, across Africa, across the world. And some people would think that it's because of the changes that the economies are changing, the way we're doing business is changing. Very true. Why some would think that a generation is being rude or probably is being uh, is selling culture or thinking beyond themselves or thinking out of the concept of nation building. Whereas there are factors that cost the present Nigeria to be what it is today, irrespective of our history, irrespective of the fact that we've not had the best of conceptualized history. Like now, for instance, the advent of telecoms in Nigeria brought about the present technology strides that we have today. Take it or leave it. The singular move by government to allow or democratize telecommunications brought about the transformation that we have as a nation to date. So think about what happens when fourth industrial revolution is allowed in our space by creating conducive environment for people to bet their dreams. Then we can talk about collective prosperity. Then we can talk about a developed Nigeria. Then we can talk about collectively building our homes to the taste that we want. And I just want to say thank you for listening. Thank you for paying attention to these details. And it's quite important that we anticipate these things so that we can channel our mind to be on top of things, to be on top on top of the affairs of this dispensation. We are in different times. The way we are done things will not be the way things will always be. So thank you. And see you next time.